0: Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go-Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Our Fighting Forces number 102, cover date August 1966, cover price 12 cents. Cover artist Joe Kubert, edited by Robert Kaniger. And Tales of the unexpected, number 96, cover date August-September 1966, cover price 12 cents. Cover artist Bernard Bailey, edited by Jack Schiff, featuring Captain Hunter in Cold Steel for a Hot War, written by Robert Kaniger, art by Jack Abel, and The Green Glob in The Supernatural Supermart, writer unknown, Art Bernard Bailey. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go!
1: what you gonna do when the morning light comes shining through.
0: You thought about all last night until darkness turned into light. After escaping a pit trap with the help of Lu Lin, Captain Hunter meets a group of Vietnamese children who live in a nearby village. Their parents were all murdered by the Viet Cong. The kids want Hunter to train them to fight. Meanwhile, the Green Glob goes shopping. Confused? Don't worry. I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain... Everything All the children in a row, leaving home behind.
1: We've a war to win, you know. We've a life to find. Have you been to Monterey?
0: Didn't Janice sing? Kesey's bus came by today. Steppenwolf
1: is king. All the children in a row, flowers in their hair. Why do people
0: turn away? Men, it isn't there in the slamming out boy. Is that a mess? Light a match and burn the card. Dr. Spock says yes. Checkered past may include discussion of racially insensitive terminology of the past. <laughs> That's Just right. putting That's it right. right out there, right you up front. You got that right. Um, In this episode. Speaking of insensitive terminology of the past, guess what week it is? Oh, I know what week it
1: is. What? It's the week of our anniversary.
0: Yay. Yay. It's been like, what, six years, five years? 29 years this year. It just, the time flies by. It really does. We're so impossibly young still and... And happy. And happy. Yes. What do we get for 29 years? Is it like a diamond situation That's or...
1: Probably lead. Gold... No, it's probably a rock. I got a Tin, rock. In. Huh? I don't Tin, know. In. Nameless. Do you see what I did there? Oh, that's, Metal Class. Yeah, Metal Men so cool, cool. Wow. Um, yeah, and guess what next week is? Next week is the anniversary of the beginning of this podcast. Yes. Um, it is our fourth year.
0: Yes. Yes. We'll, we'll be beginning our fourth year. Yes. Talk about time flying. What are you punching in there to your phone? Did we start in 2018? February 17th, 2018.
1: No, we'll be getting our we'll be, we'll starting our fifth year. So we'll 18 to 19 is, is the first year. 19, 19 to, 20 to 20 is two. 20, 20, to, 20 to 21 is three. Is three. 21, 21, 21 to 20 22 is
0: four. is four. No, how is that possible? Yes. That means we're probably halfway through. Wow, the way I've been doubling up romance There's comics. insight Oh
1: my god. What are you What? I whispered something to the mic, just to our listener.
0: So that means that we're going to have to start planning what we do after this.
1: We'll have to read. Well, I've got 90s comics. We're going to have, have to go from or... the beginning to the end of all Green Lantern comics. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It's been done, but we can do it. Oh, get I don't want to do something been done before. No, no, no.
0: Well, you know, our listener wants to do a podcast about the Super Friends.
1: Oh, okay. I'm up for that.
0: You'll get to talk about your favorite
1: El Dorado. El Dorado.
0: Yeah. Well, here we are with Captain Hunter.
1: And you were right to make that disclaimer about culturally insensitive um, uh, uh, sayings and and and, and uh, sexually... Misogynistic. Yes, misogynistic yes. sayings. It's, this is loaded with them.
0: Captain Hunter on the cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's refresh our memories on Captain Hunter. He's a Green Beret. Mm-hmm. He has a psychic connection to his twin brother, Nick.
1: Who went down in... an was shot down. shot down.
0: We're in the Vietnam War, so concurrent with publication of this comic magazine, mm-hmm. he uh, knows, due to his psychic connection with his twin, he knows that his twin is in a Viet Cong prison, and he's alive. He's alive, obviously. And so Phil Hunter,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the captain of the title, is heading off through the jungle with his guide, Lu Lin, mm-hmm. who wants to get back to her home village, which is behind VC lines. And he suspects that she's a spy. He, in fact, just assumes that she is, mm-hmm. although he's also falling in love with
1: her. And he's constantly surprised by her behavior.
0: Yes. And he's constantly calling him, calling her... her Call her, Cupidol. Not just doll, Oriental doll.
1: And he overuses the um, simile, smooth as jade, or cold as jade, or, or something as jade.
0: Yes. Now, I did was curious about that, and it Vietnam is the home of jade. Okay. Noted for its jade. Oh, okay. However, and I also understand that in the '60s, it was at least moderately acceptable to say the word Oriental when referring to any person of Asian descent.
1: Our grandparents did.
0: Grandparents? My parents did. Oh, okay. Um, However, this writer uses the phrase Oriental Cupidal in every panel. (laughs) Like, I understand if you want to say it once to set up how he feels about this girl. Yeah. But Literally three panels in a row. Yeah. Say Oriental Cupid in the narration box.
1: Maybe he, that's his
0: term of affection for her. Maybe he's an idiot. Maybe he can't think of anything else to say. Maybe he's got a bullet lodge in his brain and that's all he can do. No, no, you're thinking of Sergeant Rock's brother who has shrapnel in his head that makes him see red whenever he gets angry. Oh, I'm fight sure fight I, devil that's dog. what I'm thinking of. Fighting yes. Devil Dog. Okay. sure, yeah. Yes. Um,. Captain Hunter on the cover of our Fighting Forces number 102 is popping his head up out of a pond. Mm-hmm. He's got Viet Cong soldiers pointing swords at him. I assume they're, uh, they're Viet Cong. Ba-
1: they're, they're bayonets at the end of their rifles. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. I just know that because of what happens in the story. Which I stayed awake for through the entire thing. Yes. I have now discovered a way to not sleep through reading the comics. How is it? I sit on the stationary bike in our office, uh-huh. and I just read them while I'm on the bike. And I Wow. Yes. Are you pedaling the bike, or are you just sitting there, reading, and it's <laughs> I so uncomfortable that it keeps you awake? I pedal the bike. Yeah.
0: Um, Rich, from Weird Warriors Podcast, uh-huh. could tell us exactly what make and model of rifle these were. Oh, yes, he would. He would, he would, he would. He would. But I can't be bothered to look that up. Uh, I know they're Viet Cong soldiers because they're wearing bamboo sandals. And there's a burning village in the background. <laughs> Captain Hunter is a Viet Cong target in Cold Steel for a Hot War. I don't like this cover. You don't like the cover? No. You don't like the cover? I mean, it's the art is very fine, but there's that giant yellow uh, narration box, uh-huh. and his the Captain Hunter logo is too big. It oh. takes up fully a third of the cover. Okay. They could have used is that, that unusual. For r- it seems it just is jarring when I look at it, hmm. and I mean they do have to fit the R fighting forces, present Captain Hunter, but they could have put R fighting forces on a single line across the top, and then Captain Hunter would have more room to okay. spread out. All right. You know it's my job to notice these things. Okay. On the splash page, what do we have?
1: Two panels, three panels. Is this a test? No. Okay. I just thought you might like to have a chance to talk. Oh, okay. Well, we have three panels. Uh, it's uh, Captain Hunter, and he's saying uh, he's sitting there fighting along guy, uh, some other Green Berets. He says, "I've always been accustomed to seeing a line of fighting men alongside me." But then the next panel down, you see him fighting with a bunch of Vietnamese children holding rifles uh, with him, and lots of words spreading across both panels. And, and so he says, you know, I've always been accustomed to seeing a line of fighting men alongside me, but the dirty little war in Vietnam turns all the rules upside down, and I'm forced to fight against a K for kindergarten company, against a murderous, I'm sorry, fight with a K for kindergarten company, against a murderous enemy. I think he's imagining those adult Green brays in the first panel.
0: It's like well, Bugs Bunny when they see each other as a chicken leg, and they're hungry. <laughs> He's wishing he had those soldiers beside him, but it's not. It's just little kids. <laughs> little kids.
1: I I don't like that he calls them K for Kindergarten Company, every time. Repeatedly, every throughout. time. Like, yeah. I should just call them Company K. You know. Is it like a it's like a fifth grade essay where uh, you have
0: to article. fill the page no matter what you write? <laughs> is that what Canigger is doing here? You remember
1: Mad Libs. Yes, you bet I do. They seemed so naughty, didn't they? Yes We put horrible things in there. You could put any word in there as long as it was a noun or a verb Let me finish up the pager. You won't hear it on the air, read it in the newspaper, or see it in any movie It's a battle that could have been fought in any war except Vietnam Cold steel for for a hot hot war war. Uh,
0: Agree to disagree you will see it in a movie specifically the movie Fortress from 1985 starring Rachel Ward in Australian production where she plays a schoolteacher in a one-room schoolhouse in the Australian Outback. And she and her class are kidnapped by masked bandits and taken out into the Outback. And she and the children escape. And they have to build a fortified outpost to protect themselves from the criminals. Which they do, spoiler alert, they murder, they murder all the of the kidnappers. Yeah. And they keep one of them, or their hearts in the classroom. And when the police come at the end of the movie to investigate the rescue, uh-huh. it just camera pans in slowly to the heart in the jar formaldehyde on the school shelf wow bump bump
1: bump there's something I wanted to ask you that's not the movie where they say that Dingo ate my baby
0: no that's um a league of their own or what's it called a league of their own the baseball movie yeah sophie's choice i don't remember what it's called okay outback is it called outback i don't know no, there's no dingoes in that movie. Just Rachel Ward. <laughs> so Captain Hunter, as you recall, is plodding through the jungle with Lu Lin on the way to her village. Mm-hmm. And she's going to lead him to the Viet Cong camp where his brother is held prisoner. Even in the jungle, Lu Lin's perfume is zeroing in on him. They've been hiking a long time. Yeah, I'm not that's, sure that
1: perfume's really, that, uh, that's smelling so good.
0: It's some perfume. She hasn't changed clothes. Uh, and In the four st- years
1: we've been reading this. <laughs> steamy
0: jungle. And this oriental cupid hall that's supposed to guide me into VC territory to look for my twin brother, Nick. I'll never know if she's really a Charlie girl leading me to the slaughter until the moment my throat's cut. He's also been saying that for four years. Yeah. You'd, by now she's rescued him what three times? From oh, death? easily. Yeah,
1: yeah. That was that time that he got in the fight in the in the, um, in the river, uh, on the raft. Or was that some, another comic? That was another comic, wasn't it? I went wrong. I need to just keep on going on.
0: Well, I don't. Let's pursue this. I think you might be thinking of Captain Storm.
1: I am with his peg leg. Yes. Okay. Okay. On the raft. Okay. I know they do blur together, don't they? They, do, they kind of do. Yeah. So suddenly my blood began pumping ice water. God, I hate this script. <laughs> Uh, booby trap with tonsil-clipping toothpicks right in front of me. Looks yeah, so like Lulin sitting me up for the kill. Right. So it's a pit with um, where they've taken uh, bamboo and pounded it into the ground, and then they sharpen the tops of them to look like knives. Yeah. And it would kill you. Yes. Oh, yes. You fall in the pit, you die.
0: Now, he realizes that there must be Viet Cong soldiers hiding in the underbrush waiting for him to either fall into the pit or, or notice the pit and try to escape. Yeah. So he knows his best course of action is to pretend like he hasn't seen the pit and hope against hope that there's some way he can avoid being killed, skewered to death.
1: Yeah. On these spikes. Uh, he's taken a huge chance because it looks like it, you could very easily hurt yourself. You By easily, the way. Yes.
0: Did you see the news story? No, I didn't. Work all day. Well, it was last week. Okay, I can't remember what country it was. Somewhere in Central America, they found um, these ancient spikes, mm-hmm. wooden spikes driven into the ground, and they had threaded human spines on them, like shish kebabs. Oh my God! I know. Isn't archaeology interesting? Oh, wow. Anyway, in he goes into the pit. Goodbye, Captain Hunter.
1: Oh, sorry. I, I, I'm just thinking of that, um, that uh, the image of the human spirit. <laughs> oh, spine. there's a
0: picture online. We can Google it.
1: Okay, later on. Anybody who's not identical to him like Nick and me couldn't understand that Nick and I were tuned into each other's nerve endings. So, of course, he's diving into this pit. Yeah. And as he's diving in, then he goes into some sort of flash. Trance, room. yes. He sees these visions
0: of Nick being interrogated, being denied water and pleading with his brother, I'm waiting for you, Phil. Waiting,
1: waiting. And that's when, um, instead of falling into the pit, he grabs a rock on an outcropping yep. that the, that the, Charlie was careless of not yanking out. This, this dirt wall. And he hands, he uses his hands to hold onto the wall, and he waits quietly yep. for the Viet Cong to come to the edge of the pit and look in. And which at which point... He kills them both. Buddha,
0: Buddha, 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 Buddha,
1: And then he thinks he's he's going to be stuck there. Yeah, because he's only got one hand free. Yep. And he's losing his strength there. And who comes to rescue him but Lou Lin, his oriental Cupid doll.
0: First of all, this girl is good
1: for her. Wearing a cocktail dress and low pumps in the jungle. In the jungle. And the reason, how does she pull him up? Um, well, she reached her hand down and he grabbed her hand, but she had tied herself to a tree with rope. Yeah. So that she wouldn't fall in. Um, she understands that he doesn't trust her. She mm-hmm. says, I can't force you to trust me.
0: I can't make you love me if you, you don't. don't.
1: He does. Before he says it, he goes, I lifted her to her feet. I lifted her to her feet after I got out. She started at me without blinking like an Oriental cupido.
0: <laughs> well. Oriental Kupitas did blink. Well, maybe if he lifts lifts her back,
1: if if he pushes her back to give her a kiss, her eyes are (laughs) closed. Yes, that's how it works, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, So she just ignores him, walks on. Still, he's got to, you know, berate himself
1: about can I believe her or not. He says, there was only one way my burning brain thought I could find out. He grabs her and says, why did you do it? Why, why, why? And she stops him with a kiss.
0: I'm not sure that she's volunteering for that kiss. I think she has no agency in this sexual assault. Oh, okay. That's how I interpret
1: it. Let's just call it like I see it. It's a sexual assault.
0: Yeah. Suddenly, more Viet Cong, jumping out of the trees from above them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Captain Hunter luckily has a grenade ready to go. And he pops it off, rolls out of the way, and the Viet Cong are killed well actually not they're not oh oh (laughs) it seems to be some kind of a smoke
1: grenade oh that's right oh okay because there's a there's a fight that's about to happen in the smoke that we see the silhouettes of i like i guess
0: maybe it sets the grass on fire or something who knows i don't know anyway he uh captain hunter can't see any better than the Viet Cong, but he knows that he can punch anybody he wants to while wow, the Viet Cong have to be careful not to punch one of their compatriots. Yes. Punch, 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 punch. Finishing off with Correct. a half-panel pal. Mm-hmm. Not a half-panel, half-page. Where he now says a lie, aloud. I've got no relatives in this hassle, just an Oriental cupie doll girl guide. So, racist and misogynist. Yeah. Good for you, Captain Hunter. Here she comes. I don't know why she sticks with him. He as says such, I was, she just
1: needs help to get to her village. He says, I was punching holes through the drifting smoke when I felt arms cool as green jade around me. The fight. Oh! That's a bad one. Listener, the dog is laying here and he just. He's sleeping. Past wind. It's so. It's, it's really bad. It's so bad, it actually has a temperature to it. Yeah. It's like slapping you across the face. Right? Yeah. Oh, it's the worst.
0: So uh, she pulls him out of the fight. Mm -hmm. And suddenly they are surrounded by a gang of beautiful little innocent children, all of who are armed. (laughs) (laughs) All of who have guns. (laughs) We know that there is a war. That is why you must help us fight the Viet Cong. It's a matter of life and death. Do not force me to shoot you, sir. Or the lady. Because we will. Just to prove we mean what we say. Part two. Part two, featuring Captain Hunter and Gold Steel for a Hot War.
1: As we walked towards the children's village, I could spot a lake through the trees at the side, and the choking murmur of the water sounded like my brother's voice. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Suddenly, he dives into the water. Yeah, he's going to get away from the children.
0: I guess. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. You've, you can feel free to correct me, or maybe uh, oh, you know Rich really will call in. You can't just take your weapons and ammo and whatnot and dive underwater, can you?
1: You can take your weapons and ammo and dive underwater, but they're not going to work anymore. That's exactly I mean, the, my the, point. The, 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 the guns may not work anymore. And yet I've seen so many panels of
0: soldiers diving underwater. Yeah. Which I agree would be a great,
1: if that's your only way to survive. Sure. Yeah, because he's going to fire his gun here in a minute, I think. Yeah. Well, actually, he does talk about the fact that these guys can't fire underwater.
0: Oh. So he assumes that the kids are just kidding about keeping them hostage and that if he escapes, they'll let Lulin go. Yeah. So he dives underwater. He comes up on the other side of the lake
1: or river or whatever this is. It's a river.
0: And uh, Viet Cong soldiers waiting oh, for Oh, he calls it outside. a
1: lake. But there's a waterfall, so who knows?
0: Well, it's one of those... River lakes. Waterfall-fed lakes. <laughs> okay. So uh, he reaches up splashes them in the face (laughs) with water and grabs
1: the end of their rifles. Tickle fight! Splash, (laughs) splash, splash. Marco! (laughs) He he grabs the end of the rifles and pulls them into the water. Yep. And punching
0: ensues. Now, you know how I feel about underwater punching. Yeah, it's really hard to punch. It's not possible to do. Unless you're Aquaman. Oh, yeah. Or Mera, but she doesn't do much punching these days. Punch, punch, punch. He escapes out of the... River Lake.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, he sees Lulin's giant head floating in the jungle above him and apologizes to her ghostly visage because his brother comes first. Yeah. Those kids her are the giant. Yeah. It's like uh, who's that fairy queen in Willow?
1: Oh, uh, Lady Galadriel? No, that's Lord. No, that's, that's wrong. Lord. Okay. Uh, Elora. the child. Yes.
0: Dannon is uh-huh. the child. We'll just call her the fairy queen, okay. Lulin. Yeah. Um it's not
1: Shalindria. Shalindria. <gasps> well done. Yay. No. What? No. Yes. Fate fate Rosel is the old woman. Yes. Okay, so and yes, she Shilindria. has Shalindri. That's right. Well done. We did it. Pigs. pigs. Pigs You're all pigs. Uh
0: so he this ghostly face of Lulin forces him to turn back to the village, even though he's sure that the children are going to release her mm-hmm. guess what they haven't released her no she's still a prisoner he straggles back to the village and the children gloat we knew you would come back they knew he was good you wear the green beret we want you to lead us against the Viet Cong because they are coming back to train
1: us to fight for them we don't want to be guerrillas sir we want to be farmers and farmers wives like our fathers and mothers <sighs> girls can be farmers everyone It's
0: the 60s. Girls could be farmers in the 60s. My grandma was a farmer in the 20s. By herself? Yes, her husband died in 1905. Oh, okay. She, buddy, she just go out in the yard and grab up two chickens in each hand. It's your great-grandma, not your grandma. Great-grandma, yes. Whip them around and break their necks and cook them for dinner. Mm -hmm. Where were your parents when the Viet Cong were here? What do they have to say about all this? Ask Wah. a foolish, Wah. ask a
1: foolish question in this dirty little war in Vietnam, and you get an answer that haunts you for the rest of your life.
0: Uh, it's like when I was directing a show once with children in it, mm-hmm. and uh, this I couldn't get this one child to smile, mm-hmm. and I said, "What's the matter? You look like your dog just died." <gasps> Listener, his
1: dog had just died. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you'll never see that again to nope. children. My dog didn't die.
0: So the parents are dead. Long story short, they've been buried here in the village by the children in a mass grave of some kind. And
1: the Viet Cong had killed the parents. Yeah.
0: yeah, And the children – oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a children of the corn situation. No, it's the Viet Cong murdered the parents <laughs> as the children had, were in hiding. And uh, so Hunter says, okay, I've got to get you kids out of here before the VCs come back. You can't fight them with just those two pistols and just what I have on my back. Mm -hmm. Luckily, and improbably, the children have discovered a hidden cache of weapons that the Viet
1: Cong had buried near their village. How stupid were they? Because they say this. While playing one day, we discovered these arms buried here, sir. We did not tell our parents. We kept it a secret. And you know what happened to your parents? They're dead. They're dead. It's wrong to keep secrets, children. (laughs) I wish he'd taken that moment to to correct
0: them. You know that's why everyone can see Mr. Snuffleupagus now. Why? Because for a long time he was Big Bird's imaginary friend and then the producers said that's no, you don't want to teach children to keep secrets from adults. Oh. So Big Bird told everyone and Mr. Snuffleupagus is visible to everyone now.
1: My goodness. Yeah.
0: He's a prehistoric creature in case you're not familiar with Mr. Snuffleupagus. He's a woolly mammoth. Yes, with no ears. Oh. He has no ears? No ears. Oh. No Tusks either, just trunk and furry body. Okay. Yeah. Of course, Big Bird is some kind of strange species that is otherwise extinct.
1: Uh, isn't he like a six-foot-tall yellow-talking seven Seven-foot, I think. Seven-foot-tall yeah. mm-hmm. yellow-talking bird. Mm-hmm. He's yeah.
0: always one of those archeraptixes <laughs> or something. So this looks like captured arms, weapons that the VC have... Taken from American dead soldiers yeah. and buried here in the ground, so yeah. that they could later come back and retrieve them right. and attack. So suddenly, a little girl comes running up and says, "The Viet Cong are coming this way. They're less than a mile off." Yes, that means Captain Hunter has what,
1: fifteen minutes to train these children and get them battle ready. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, but they might know how to use. It. Well, they know. They all had pistols before. Oh, that's true. Yeah.
0: So we're going to quick, this is what made me think of the movie Fortress, because he's quick rigging up some booby traps he does. on the way into the village. Mm-hmm. So the first thing is we're going to string up some grenades on a rope on these two trees. And I need two of you kids hop up there and get ready to cut the rope. I'm sorry you'll die
1: when that <laughs> happens. But uh, but you're sacrificing yourselves to the greater good. Yeah. Which so, is to make sure that I get out of here alive.
0: Exactly. And so I, I'm not going to choose which kids are going to climb up the tree. You kids choose. No,
1: I'm not <laughs> going to choose which you two. Do you know what? What? Every time I hear Jim De- Justice on the radio, because I listen to West Virginia Public yeah. Broadcasting, he reminds me so much of your father.
0: Very, very similar cadence of voice. Oh, my God. And in fact looks a little bit like my father. Uh,
1: your father wasn't quite as big as Big no, Jim. No. But he I mean, I swear to God, they could talk they both talk like this. And um, down, down, down. D O W N. Down. You know what I think of
0: when I read this story in my father's voice? What? Look at the little soldier. <laughs> You've told that story before. I'm sure I have. I know you have. But just to refresh your memory listener, I was Five years old, dressed as a witch, cackling around the house.
1: Why, riding a broom.
0: Riding a broom in a full drag witch costume. <laughs> and my, uh, what was he? Half- Nephew in law? Nephew in law, yeah. Uh, who was my same age, chasing behind me in an army costume. Uh, and so the cackling witch runs by my father, followed by the soldier. And my father said, Look at the little soldier. <laughs> Not, look at my son in drag. <laughs> you showed him.
1: <laughs> well,
0: honestly, they kept the witch costume in the house. What were they thinking? Oh, my God. It didn't God. fit
1: anybody but me. My Grammy tutor, God, I loved her so much. Um, she used to keep this drawer full of, of, of wonderful um, scarves. You know? <gasps> yes, Um, They were kind of, the kind. I don't know what the material was, but you could see through them. You know, like 1960s, very, very very bright colors and girls would tie them around their necks like this, you know. Um, And she used to let us, she used to open up the door and she goes, you all all want to play with these? And we'd be like, yes! And we'd take them and we'd do like, pretend like we're juggling with scarves, you know. And we would run around waving the scarves in the air and run up and down the hallway and just like, I don't know, put them on our heads. Salome herself, (laughs) Dance of the Seven Ah, Veils. ah, ah! If that isn't
0: gay I don't know what is. My grandmother had a drawer like that, but it was all those plastic rain hats and you like a little egg and you'd open up the egg and it'd be a little rain hat you could wear. <laughs> she called it her doomy drawer. Doomy drawer. Uh-huh. <laughs> like if you had an unexpected guest come yeah. um, and you had to give them some kind of a party favor. She had you a should... drawer full of rain hats to give out to her My guests. Goodness. She thought of everything. She had to. She was a society Maven. She sure was. And past Supreme President of the Bosian. Bo-sian. Mm-hmm. So, fine. Those kids are there, <clears throat> taking the rest of the kids across the field. The grenades go, and uh, some of the Viet Cong are killed. But but the kids are killed. The, the kids are also killed. Yes, presumed because dead. of the yeah. surviving Viet Cong soldiers shoot them out of the trees.
1: I mean, the back, the bottom panel says until the first line of defense of K for Kindergarten Company was silent. Yes. So. We're just going to go, okay, they're dead.
0: To be clear, not all of these children are in kindergarten. A lot of them are drawn to look like teenagers. Mm -hmm. So it's not quite as tragic as we're making it out. Although it is tragic. Once again, he's led them outside the village now. So he's found
1: a line of trenches that were dug by the Viet Cong for their own use. And he tells the children that some of the children need to stay behind and get into the holes. Yeah and fire out the Viet Cong when they come by.
0: Yeah, they're going to they have grenades mm-hmm. that they're going to throw when the Viet Cong line approaches. Uh, once again, he turns away so he does not have to face the horror he's creating <laughs> by <laughs> seeing exactly which children are staying behind in the trenches. He continues on with the remaining children. The children in the trenches use the grenades Kill some of the Viet Cong.
1: And then the VCs are ripping the ground to shreds where the kids are hiding in the holes. Yes. With they're firing at the ground. Yeah.
0: The surviving children go back
1: to I guess
0: the village?
1: No, they go to they're they're stopping at this station. Uh I don't want a station. wait, 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 wait. wait. Where is that? Damn it. Second position, you see, they're at this shack.
0: Right, that's why I didn't understand what the shack was.
1: Anyway, the Viet Cong have taken
0: over the trenches now. Okay. And they're uh, laying low until they can find a chance to attack. So, the kids then, well, two of these kids, it looks like older kids, jump out of where they are with sticks of dynamite, Race towards the trenches.
1: Unbelievable.
0: Toss the dynamite into the trenches and kill the remaining Viet Cong soldiers. Well, not all of them. Well, not all of them, because there has to be some for Captain Hunter to punch. So then
1: he loses his mind. Yes. He doesn't hear himself screaming. He goes crazy as a bat. He doesn't hear the lead ripping at him, um, which would be the bullets. Right. He... He said that he knew that the, uh, he wasn't aware of how many of Company K for kindergarten were falling behind him. But all you see is panels of punching.
0: Yep. Uh, seemingly, a lifetime later, hands as cool as green jade. Lulin's there. It's all over. She's there in her little cocktail dress and smart handbag. <laughs>
1: it's an adventure outfit it's definitely a cocktail dress yeah Yeah.
0: Um, one last job to do before the Viet Cong comes back they have to bury the children Mm -hmm. with their rifles and hats Mm -hmm. atop classic burial technique for soldiers in the field I hope they disable those rifles before they do that why? why? Because otherwise the Viet Cong are going to come and snatch them up.
1: Oh, I see. You like take apart from them or something? Yeah. Take some parts, yeah.
0: Like the nuns. I thought you're worried
1: about that the guns would go off and shoot the bodies in the crowd. because <laughs> <laughs> like, they wouldn't feel it, Bob.
0: <laughs> uh, like the nuns in Sound of Music,
1: just take a carburetor out or something. Guns oh, have yeah.
0: carburetors. Sure.
1: Uh, the guns, I yeah, I don't know. They 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 have parts that come apart. Yeah. Yeah. Is one of those parts called a carburetor? Nope.
0: So he leads the kids back to the safety of a Vietnamese compound, and he's learned something too. I'm proud to be fighting with K for Kindergarten Company. It's the finest outfit in the world.
1: I, I wish he'd come up with a shorter name. Company K. K for, company, company K. Yeah.
0: I mean, you could say one time K for Kindergarten Company, right. and then thereafter. Yeah. That's how we do it in. Uh, Government documentation. Kindergarten. Spell out the acronym, first appearance, and then thereafter we just use the acronym itself. Kindergarten
1: is a a German word.
0: Yes. But it has a universal meaning.
1: Yeah. Children are ages five to six. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in many parts of Europe they call that
0: college. Okay. (laughs) Do not. Because they're very advanced in Europe. (laughs) They are. All right. Guess what? What? I have some exciting news. What? We have another story coming right up.
1: Public Service Announcement Theater presents The Invisible Handicap. (laughs) Look at that dopey drawing.
0: What's got into Todd? He's a real weirdo. Something's wrong with him. Look out! Here comes Miss Smith. You're right, children. Something is wrong with him. You wouldn't have acted that way if he were blind or lame. Something you could see. But this new boy happens to have a handicap that's invisible. Damage to part of the brain. There are more like him than most people realize. Because of faulty perception, he doesn't see or do things quite as you do, and we're trying to help him adjust. That's why you shouldn't have made fun of him, or anyone who has something wrong with him.
1: Gosh, Miss Smith, we didn't know. We'll try to help. Several months later...
0: Gee, Todd, that's great! Pretty soon you're going to have to help us. <laughs> <laughs> Presented as a public service in cooperation with the National Social Welfare Assembly, Coordinating Organization for National Health, Welfare and Recreation Agencies of the USA.
1: <clears throat> What's that you say? If we could have modern chairs like normal people, they could they wouldn't creak and I wouldn't have to sit here like a statue. Well, money's too tight for modern chairs. <laughs> We've literally been
0: sitting here waiting for things to quiet down. I
1: can't move.
0: And now we've got a licking dog. Yeah. Dog, stop licking yourself. All right. We're going to send a green glob after you to teach you a lesson. We don't want to do that. No. Green globs. Yeah? Did you know they were created by the Guardians of Oa? Oh, no. Creators of the Green Lantern Corps. Okay. I'm Now, this is a later uh, retro... What do you call it? Oh, revisionist history. Revisionist history, yes. This, of course, at the time, no one had any idea that the Green Globs had been created by the Guardians of Oa. But uh, they were created and sent free throughout the universe, intended to teach lessons to specific individuals in the universe through their advanced science. The Guardians managed to create a machine that was composed entirely of cohesive plasma with near limitless energy, thus allowing it to operate indefinitely without recharging, unlike the Green Lantern power rings. Being hmm. both odorless and intangible, the so called Green Glob was invisible except on certain frequencies of green light. Hmm. The Owen name for these devices remains unknown and have simply been described as Green Globs by other races. My goodness. After being released into space, they began their mysterious programming, which involved altering reality around specific individuals for an unknown purpose beyond teaching them a lesson. The Owen devices possessed their own intelligence that was far beyond that of other sentient races.
1: My goodness! Now, the green globs—yes—they travel around and they—and they're—they're intelligent. Yes,
0: and I do believe we have seen a green glob adventure. Previously on this podcast. So they'll continue? Like the green globs will continue to Mm -hmm. appear in comics? Yeah. Okay. Well, in this particular comic, Tales of the Unexpected. Okay. Nick Bragan thought himself a cunning criminal, using a supernatural hoax to scare the wits out of people to pull a theft. But Nick was in for a few shocks himself when the green glob singles him out. Takes him on a strange journey into the, the supernatural, supernatural supermart. Mart, which begs the question: is this a single green glob that is appearing in all of these stories? Or is it in many different green globs? I don't like, know. Like, do the green globs have their own space sector, like the Green Lanterns do?
1: Uh, or
0: do they just come the per- and go? Is their purpose to teach lessons to people? That seems to be their purpose in these stories. Yes. Wow. It's kind of like a portable Twilight Zone episode.
1: That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm.
0: So this Nick fellow has come to the little town of Revere. Oh, you're moving past the splash page. Yeah, the splash page is not very interesting and nope. is repeated later in the story. Yeah. Uh, the little town of Revere their leading citizens have gathered at a museum. And since
1: members of this institute unearthed the sealed chest, believed to contain the ancient Pharaoh's gem-encrusted emblem, we have been... Oh, my accent is changing throughout the... Throughout That's fine. Readers. This person okay. isn't really uh, upper crust anyway. He's okay. just faking, so... We have been... <laughs> we have been given... Oh, uh, wait. We have been given the honor of first... So here we go. <laughs> so the guys, they're going to open up a chest. Right.
0: Yes, because that's what you do with uh, ancient Egyptian relics: is you just have a cocktail party with the leading citizens of town and just open it up. And open right it up right there. Nobody right? wearing a glove. No, no. no he's got, uh, his bare hands are holding it up
1: right now. He's got his hand on the chest. Right.
0: No yes. scientist, just this no. professor, who's mm-hmm. you know probably a mid-level career lecturer at the community college. Professor, well, isn't there a curse associated with the emblem?
1: And I've thought a little bit more about his voice. Uh-huh. Indeed, there is. On his deathbed, the old pharaoh requested that the emblem be buried with him, and that whoever cast eyes upon it thereafter would know his wrath. But we cannot let a superstitious curse stand in our way. Then, as the archaeologist manipulates his tools, yep. manipulates his tools. So,
0: not bad enough that they're just opening this up in the middle of the uh, banquet they're room. They're breaking. They're the breaking seal it on with an a ancient hammer Pharaoh's. and chisel.
1: On an ancient pharaoh's chest. Oh. I've broken the seal. Only a few more seconds now. Yeah, and
0: I'll be swinging into action, thinks Nick Bregan. Tense moments later. The golden emblem encrusted with jewels. It's here. Oh, no, that's the professor.
1: <laughs> the, the golden, golden emblem. emblem encrusted with jewels. It's here, just as legend has it. Ladies and gentlemen. Da, 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 da. Now, now to act. Yeah, Nick
0: Bregan has some kind of device on his hand. Palmed in his. It's one of those joy buzzers. But it also projects realistic looking illusions throughout the room. Uh, it appears that the room is under attack by horrible demons, scaring everyone out of the room. And someone's
1: learned how to say eek.
0: Yes. Eek, um, what's happened? So they assume this is coming from the box that has just been opened, right? Yeah, like similar to Pandora's box. Yes, yes. Uh,. Everyone runs out of the room except Nick Bragan, who snatches up that
1: Pharaoh's emblem.
0: Now, I mean, I've... No, I have been a mid-level professor at a
1: small college. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I wouldn't just drop the emblem. Gotta go! Bye! Bye! I I just, you know, I'm I'm getting a chance to do a a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Oh, my gosh! Demons in a fog!
0: I'm out of here! But he drops it, allowing Nick Bragan to snatch it up Mm -hmm. and head for the exit. Now, the professor sees him leaving Mm -hmm. and uh, someone else, probably an undercover policeman, discovers a gas cylinder under the table where the big unveiling was happening. Mm -hmm. They just had one of those industrial white tablecloths. (laughs) Well, you don't know that for sure. Uh, I am pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, Nick Bregan, meanwhile, heads for the bandstand at the park. And secrets himself away in the uh, underneath the bandstand.
1: Well, and he thinks that uh, the professor is going to assume that he's going to go out the rear exit, cutting through the park and to the highway leading to town. But no, he's going to definitely go out the rear exit, cut through the park, but hide in the room below the bandstand so that everyone else runs past and then he can make his getaway.
0: (laughs) Yeah, nitwits. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately for Nick Bregan. There's one being who won't be running past the
1: bandstand. Spawned in the blackness of outer space, it now frequents planet Earth, invisible to human eyes, pulsating with strange energies that can affect people in bizarre ways. Yes, it's that eerie
0: gaseous mass, the green gob.
1: Hey, everybody. Look at me. Hey, everybody. What's your name? (laughs) <laughs> it's the Green Glob's voice. Yes. How do we know it's a boy? Well, we don't. I just. Uh, Hi
0: there, everybody. <laughs> I'm the Green Glob. What's, What's yours? yours name?
1: Name. Um. We're, hey. We're, we're, we're making fun of um, yes. Whatever uh, happened to Baby jane mm-hmm. Oh, no, gypsy. Oh, gypsy. Okay. I thought, yeah, In
0: an things. instant. Nick Bragan finds himself in another locale in another world. In fact, it's a world full of demons that had previously been created by his gas cylinder hidden under the industrial white tablecloth in the dining hall of the museum. Mm-hmm. Hey, what gives? I'm in some crazy place with a pack of wacky looking characters. Suddenly. This does look oh. like, um, what's that painting at the Prado? The something, the Garden of Eden, that's the triptych thing. Oh, oh. The uh, Hugh, Hugh. The Hugh, huge, the huge, huge. It is huge. Hieronymus Bosch. Bosch, Garden of Earthly Delights. Yes, we've we, been to the Prado, haven't we? Yes, we have. In Madrid, Spain. It's a beautiful place. Huge. Yes. Yes. Well, I went to see the Garden of Earthly Delights, which mm. was the only thing in the whole museum I wanted to see. Mm. And uh, what do you think happened?
1: You were thwarted in some way.
0: Yes. Uh, So it sits up on like this big wooden box platform of some kind. Yes, and it's quite a large. It's huge, isn't it? Yes. Okay. And um, there were old people Mm -hmm. who apparently in Spain it's customary for old people to just stand at in front of the painting, leaning on the box, and not move for hours. (laughs) Well, they need help. I needed help, too. I needed help to see the painting by getting
1: those old people out of the way. <laughs> well, I saw it, too, but I didn't have any old people milling about. When, of... What? I didn't. Well, you and I split up. Well, you're... No, not no, literally, no, no, listener. No 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 no, 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 We each had things that we wanted to see, so we split up. We split I had up. one thing that I wanted
0: to see, and it was covered by old people. <laughs> <It's>...
1: <laughs> you're
0: much more intimidating. They probably saw you coming and just oh, beat it. God, I just have don't fuck with me energy, don't I? mm mm-hmm. oh. Sad. Not me. No. I have. Please stand still
1: and don't move from the pain. I flew or eight thousand miles to see. You put out signals like disabled people. Please come up and talk to me, and and I'll give you a hug.
0: Well, why not give them? It's very kind energy. I don't give everyone a hug. Yeah. Anyway, here comes a siren throughout the whole town, (laughs) and the freaks are scrambling to get away. Right. Then, as Nick's eyes follow the bar- bizarre crowd, here comes something with one eye riding on a dragon wolf that fight- shoots, fight, fight, fire. shoots fire
1: out of its nostrils. Attack the intruder, my demon. Destroy him. Demon? Yeah, someone must be pulling my leg, using supernatural gimmicks to scare the blazes out of me. <laughs> but Nick Braggon doesn't chicken out like such with such nonsense. Hey, that demon's for real, Kazep.
0: He almost got a hot foot. Mm-hmm. Um, he races off across the city, which looks very much like an art deco city of the 1930s mm-hmm. in an MGM musical, except for the demons. A dozen strides later, Nick freezes in his tracks as he pops into a supernatural supermart. Today only extra1,000 supernatural stamps with each purchase Just
1: like SNH green stamps. Yeah, yeah. Oh did your mother collect those? uh-huh
0: so did ours and i had to lick and paste them and put them in the books oh my you collect 10 billion stamps and you get an alarm clock <laughs> special voodoo dolls witch brooms books of evil spells magic wands big sale on black cats so this is a legit magic store oh bargain magic rugs In some crazy way, I've been taken for a ride into this freak supernatural world
1: of my own creation. And And he turns around and that demon rider crashes through the glass.
0: Kazap, kazap. So he does what any one of us would do. Grabs a flying broom and a magic wand. Just like you, Bob. Yes. (gasps) We're so the same. Yes. And he just starts firing away. The demon shrinks to tiny size. And Nick makes a clean getaway on his flying broom. Which broom? Now, he doesn't know how to fly this broom very well because he's hanging off it like, what do they call those big bicycle things? Ape hangers. Yes, yes. Tall bicycle. Yeah, he's basically
1: hanging onto a bar that's flying him around. Yes. He was riding it a minute ago.
0: Um, Now, he comes upon some kind of LARPing exercise (laughs) with a group of youths, I'm assuming. They're having. They're throwing
1: curses back and forth. Yes,
0: it's a magic battle. Mm -hmm. Like that. What's that lovely book? The Night Circus, where there's a boy and a girl, and they've been trained as magical apprentices, and they have a like a generational long magic battle, but like neither one of them knows it. Mm -hmm. It's like their masters are having the actual battle, but they're the puppets. Wow. And of course they fall in love. Well, it's a sweet story. My goodness. The night circus, everyone. Yeah. And suddenly. Someone on a flying carpet throws a boomerang with the number 13 imprinted
1: That's an unlucky boomerang. Now, is this like your disc golf that you played last week? It's exactly like the disc golf. We had people flying around on brooms, and the point was to smack them off of their brooms in the back of the head or in their chest, whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, and knock them off their brooms. Well, this is a very special disc golf disc, isn't it? Because
0: it has some kind of a force beam that shoots out of the top of it to force Nick... Off of his broom.
1: Oh, we had special discs. Did uh, you? Yeah, yeah. We had one that has like a little gas cylinder in it that uh-huh. so shoots flames. Yeah. Oh, like Green Arrow. Yeah, I had one that with poison darts in it.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. I Maybe killed.
1: I would like that game. I killed a writer. Yeah.
0: Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, Nick counterattacks with his magic wand, which he literally learned to use one panel ago, and it's really good. breaks up the Jinx boomerang. So these youths want to hurry up and use a magic potion against Nick which he also counteracts and makes their flying carpet plummet to the ground because he turns them
1: into giants yeah he shrunk the first guy that attacked him yeah and his monster demon rider horse thing whatever yeah um and then it's then that
0: siren goes another, off another it's now this is a hand crank siren we mm-hmm. discover here in this panel um and it sits beside a solid gold Cat, Mm -hmm. an an exotic cat of some kind, like a lynx or a,
1: or something from the Egyptian.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Now Nick can't resist this gold cat, so he swoops down on his broom, Mm -hmm. snatches up the cat. The incensed populace says a stranger has broken the timeout rules, so they were signaling a timeout with the siren. Wow. Broken the timeout rules and stolen our sacred cat. After him,
1: he must pay the supreme penalty. Why not they say supreme penalty? I wish they just said, after him, he must pay with his life. Well, I'm not sure they're trying to kill him, actually. Oh,
0: okay. They have a box of magic potions on the ground, mm-hmm. which they start throwing at him and firing their magic wands. And all of a sudden, a magic cage appears around Nick. In his broom. Yes um, as the cell starts to squeeze tighter and tighter, shrinking around him, he lets out a burst of flatulence. Oh no, that's the green glob <laughs> coming back. <laughs> well done. uh I'll be squeezed to death. let me out let me out
1: <laughs> Yeah, because this little cage they're making is c- contracting. Yes.
0: Right? An instant later, what do you think happens? The, he is back under the bandstand. the
1: professor's walking by Hold it. Someone's in trouble under the bandstand. So
0: you see the bandstand has some kind of like a open-air grid window, which looks like a a cage. Yeah. So Nick has imagined the whole thing. He's thought he's been squeezed to death, but he's just fallen asleep under the bandstand. (laughs) Settled drunk. (laughs) They pull him out, they hear him calling for help, and the good-natured citizens of Revere pull him out. And see, hey, the Pharaoh's emblem, this is the guy that stole it. It falls out of his jacket pocket. Yeah. He must be off his rocker. The door wasn't even locked. What an idiot.
1: So, uh. He's, and then says, <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey, Mac, how come you shouted like that? Gave yourself away. Oh, I, I could tell you, but you'd never believe me. Only you, the
0: reader, in this case, listener, would believe. For you know the powers of the Green Glob. Glob, Glob, Glob. glob. I, um, don't care for the Green Glob stories. You chose this. There were I know, but I chose it There's three, but this is the only one
1: with a recurring character. That's oh. why I chose it. Oh, well done. Well played. Um... I'm surprised you didn't choose the one with the dinosaur. Well, we can do that at the a later date. Sloth. And the caveman. Mm-hmm.
0: I like to have recurring characters here on the podcast. I don't you mind know, that. That's fine. Because I'm assembling my own superhero team. Are you? Yes. We're going to have Manfish, B-Boy.
1: <laughs> B-Boy. I love B-Boy.
0: Green Glob's a good contender. Yeah. Gorilla Witch. How will you know when Green Glob's around? Well, Gorilla Witch has magic powers, so Gorilla Witch would be able to see Green Glob. Oh, okay. Um, like, uh, you know, when we played that RPG and Dead Man was a character. Yes. Only one other person could see Dead Man, but we all had to just take it on faith that he was there. Mm-hmm. Those were the days. Those were the days, weren't they?
1: I'll say. Before the pandemic, we used to get together with our friends quite regularly and play our board games. Yes. We still see them occasionally. Yes, yeah. but we just don't, you know, we gather see. in small, tight, and enclosed places.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is all coming to an end soon. We hope so. You, Looks like it is. Yes. Mm-hmm. You can find us on social media at Google Pod. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your free podcasts from. And you can find us right back here next week. Yeah. Do come back, won't you? Yes, please. Next week, Lois Lane. Oh, great. That's all for now. All right. Bye. 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 I need the sunlight shining, shining down to help me see. I need to feel it will be bring, you bring to me. And make it shine, make it shine, make it bright again. Make it nice, make it nice, make things right again. Make it shine, make it shine, make it